，享受工作，乐生活。就算不在办公室，也能从容应对线上会议。HP Dragonfly 透过专业的 HP Presence 设计，内建降噪及会议快速键，搭配清晰的 Ben and Olufsen 音效，增强音讯及视讯功能。HP Dragonfly 顶级商务笔电，采用 Windows 11专业版。让您在会议中享有最佳的视觉和听觉品质。Turning to canoeing, Taiwan's Lai Guanjie scored gold in the men's canoe single 1,000-meter event on Monday. It was a thrilling race with Lai initially in fifth place before surging to victory in the last 250 meters. He finished in just over four minutes and 15 seconds, winning by a razor-thin margin of 0.052 seconds. This marks Taiwan's first ever canoeing medal at the Asian Games. During a post-race interview, 26-year-old Lai thanked the Sports Administration, the National Sports Training Center, the Ilan County government, and other government agencies for their support. Lai said that his next goal is to qualify for the Paris Olympics. AIT Director Sandra Odkirk says that maintaining the status quo across the Taiwan Strait is good for Taiwan and the world. During an online talk show last Sunday, Odkirk was asked if Washington might re-establish formal ties with Taiwan. She responded that, "Quote: There's a lot of good in the status quo. Let's hear from her." The United States has a long-standing one-China policy. Is a policy that is its foundation is what we call the status quo, which is the current situation, which is an ambiguous situation for Taiwan, but it's a situation that has enabled. Decades of positive economic growth, improvement in sort of people's、uh, standard of living, an ability for Taiwan to become just a world-beating tech powerhouse. So there's a lot of good in the status quo.、Uh, Taiwan, Taiwan needs to show that it can defend itself,、um, and I think Taiwan is really working toward that aim. Taiwan has a professional, well-resourced, well-supported military that does a very good job operating complex systems,、uh, the same systems in many cases that are in the U.S. arsenal. Commenting on cross-strait relations, Odkirk said the U.S. was committed to helping Taiwan defend itself. She said that quote the first responsibility for defense is self-defense, and that Taiwan has shown its commitment toward that goal. The show's host said there were critics who questioned Washington's reliability in the times of war. Odkirk replied that skepticism is a sign of a strong democracy and that people should ask questions about AIT and U.S. politics. But she said that when misinformation is spread as news, the AIT will seek to correct the record. Publicly funded flu vaccines rolled out on Monday for 11 groups, including children and people aged 65 and older. This year, the vaccines will be provided by four companies. In Taipei, Deputy Mayor Li Sichuan rolled up his sleeve to kick off the inoculation program. Publicly funded flu shots are now available. Taipei Deputy Mayor Li Sichuan took the lead, rolling up his sleeve for the shot. Currently, 11 groups of people are eligible for free vaccination. They include people aged 65 and up, preschool-aged children over six months old, medical staff, and students from elementary to high school. With both the flu and COVID, we may hit a peak in cases this fall and winter. So we have launched the public inoculation program on the first day back from the long weekend. 
Over at this school in New Taipei, children line up to get a shot. I don't care which vaccine brand is administered because they should all provide a certain degree of protection. This year, the vaccines are supplied by the following Adimune, which will provide 50%, Sanofi, which will provide 27.5%, TTY Biofarm, which will provide 12.4%, and for the first time, Medigen, which will provide 10.1%. Which brand is administered at a site won't be announced beforehand. KMT lawmakers say that's a problem. To make its flu shot, Medigen imported vaccine bulk from South Korea and conducted sub-packaging in Taiwan. Many parents are worried that their children will get Medigen, and schools have no way to tell them which brand will be administered. If the vaccine has been certified by the Ministry of Health and Welfare, that means the FDA or the Health Ministry has conducted the relevant verification. All four brands have undergone our strict inspections and they all cleared the checks. There is no reason to pick one over the other. The vaccines will be made available for more groups starting next month. For now, the health ministry says eligible people should arrange to get vaccinated ahead of flu season. If you are a passenger on the Orange Line in the Taipei MRT, you may have noticed something different on some of the trains. The central grab poles, called stanchions, have been removed from four cars on two trains. The removal is meant to ease the flow of passengers getting on and off the train and prevent crowding near the doors. But it has also reduced the number of places passengers can hold on to, especially if they are shorter or have arm mobility issues. The train arrives at the platform and the doors open. Inside, something feels a little off. The pole that used to be in the middle of the car is gone. I think having the pole there gives passengers another place to hold on to, but removing it makes it possible for more people to come in. Sometimes when the train is braking or accelerating, it can be a bit wobbly, and you bump against other people. Some people like the change, but parents with children, not so much. Back in September, the Taipei MRT revamped two trains running on the Orange Line, removing the central stanchions from car 2 to car 5 on each train. And that's not the only difference. A yellow sign has been posted on the floor, designating the area in front of the doors as a waiting area for alighting passengers. The redesign aims to clear out space to make it easier for passengers to move in and out and prevent crowding at the doors. In the trials, grab handles have been kept in their original places at the centre and on the sides of the car. But for someone like me, at 159 centimetres tall, you have to stretch out your arm quite a bit to hold on properly. This has raised concerns that people with lower stature, children, and people with frozen shoulder may have nowhere to grab onto. If the train takes a turn or pulls on the brakes, it could be a cause of accidents. Metro Taipei looked at the other metro systems around the world. The grab handles and handrails have been kept. Passengers can sit down on the seats, hold the grab bars on the sides of the doors, or grab the handrails to be steady during the ride. Metro Taipei says the trial has been quite effective, but did not elaborate on whether more stanchions will be removed. Typhoon Koinu is moving in. A sea warning expected tonight at 11.30, followed by a land warning as early as Tuesday afternoon. According to the Central Weather Administration, Taiwan will feel the storm's strongest impact between Wednesday and Friday. 
The first land warnings are expected for Hualien, Taidong, and the Hunchun Peninsula. 南方的海域大概六百到七百公里的这个海面上，那它的结。It is located approximately 600 to 700 kilometers out in the southeastern waters. Its structure is highly symmetrical and robust, and it's expected to gradually chart a northwesterly course. As for its predicted trajectory, we expect it to move across southern Taiwan, then move toward the Bashi Channel before heading south of the Taiwan Strait. The first land warnings will include areas where it's likely to make landfall, particularly Hualien, Taidong, and the Hunchun Peninsula. Based on this trajectory, the southern cities and counties will see the greatest impact. Forecasters warn of strong winds and tall waves starting on Tuesday. Typhoon Koinu will be this year's second major storm to make landfall. Apple's iPhone 15 models hit the market less than two weeks ago. Since then, there have been widespread complaints about all four models running hotter than expected. A South Korean business outlet blamed TSMC, which made the phones three nanometer chips. But in a statement to U.S. media, Apple said the problem was in software, not hardware, and that it was already working on a solution. After four days with the new iPhone 15, one user named Jason says he's impressed with the improved photo quality and autofocus speed, but he's noticed that the device runs hot when he's using certain apps or streaming video for just 20 or 30 minutes. Starting with the iPhone 12, there were issues with overheating. The situation got better after they switched to 3 nanometer chips, but there's room for improvement. I have a friend who's a heavy gamer who can't get the phone to charge once it overheats. A protective mechanism is activated and that stops the charge or reduces its efficiency. The iPhone 15 series raised alarms as soon as it was launched. Users reported temperatures of up to 50 degrees Celsius on the new models. In a side-by-side -side comparison, one tech expert found that 16 minutes of charging got the iPhone 14 Pro hotter by 7.5 degrees Celsius, while the iPhone 15 Pro rose by 5 degrees. The expert said the heat problem might have to do with the charging cable. The cable supports USB power delivery, which means it can achieve a faster charge. The charging speed will be faster, but you'll also get higher temperatures. Last week, South Korea's Business Korea blamed the issue on TSMC's 3-nanometer A17 Pro chip. But in a recent statement, Apple said the overheating was not related to hardware, but to a bug in the operating system and recent updates to third-party apps that were causing the system to overload. This is their first time using the 3 nanometer process. Although this may have its own potential issues, Apple has responded that the problem is not with a chip design, but with small bugs in the software. Later, they will roll out an iOS update and we'll see how effective the update is. Apple said that a forthcoming iOS update will address the issue and that the update won't compromise device performance. The announcement gave a lift to market confidence, with TSMC opening up 7NT a Monday trade at 530NT. Taizong City has introduced a new AI detection system to catch people who post illegal notices in public. Notices posted by businesses such as land developers and real estate agents are a common sight on utility poles, although such postings are illegal. But now the city's Environmental Protection Bureau hopes to improve law enforcement by using the AI surveillance system to find offenders. The system can catch the offender's face and license plate. 
illegal notices of all shapes and colors stack on this utility pole. Besides the four ads here, there's a graveyard of tape marks from past notices. As fast as the Environmental Protection Bureau can tear them down, more go up. It's a never-ending, exhausting job. In Taichung City, for example, street cleaners removed 5.23 million notices last year, but they're hard to prosecute, leading to fines for just 407 posters, a total of 1.64 million NT. It's impossible to police. But now the Bureau has a new tool, an AI system developed with NCHU Department of Computer Science and Engineering. It's designed to catch illegal posters in the act. The technology is very advanced now. Through object tracking technology, you can see the video with one click. As soon as someone approaches the utility pole, a sensor detects them, and within four seconds, it can capture key images of the person and their vehicle license plate, sending them straight to the National Police Agency. A fine can be issued within a day. In the future, we will install mobile imaging equipment and move them to any place that becomes a popular spot for notices in order to catch offenders at any time. The Environmental Protection Bureau says it intends to develop a facial recognition system to track faces that will allow offenders to be caught even without a license plate. Well, they say that Taiwan's most beautiful vista is the people. That was obvious to viewers of a viral video which showed gas station employees rushing from their work to help an injured scooter rider. The rider was knocked off his scooter by another motorist, but thankfully has made a good recovery. The traffic accident occurred just outside the gas station where, as luck would have it, the employees are trained in first aid. CCTV footage shows the moment a scooter rider is thrown off their vehicle, seemingly having bumped a passing scooter. They're in too much pain to stand. Nearby gas station employees, seeing the incident, put down their work and rush to the rider's aid. They were willing to put down their work and rush over to help, to help people. From that, you can see the warmth and heart of Taiwanese people. It's true what they say, Taiwan's most beautiful vista is the people. If anybody sees someone who needs help, they will feel obliged to go and help. These gas station workers are a trained first aid team. When they saw a traffic accident, six employees leapt into action, some grabbing traffic cones and directing traffic, others putting up a parasol for the casualty while they waited for an ambulance. We had to, because we were concerned about the danger and the chance of a second collision. What happened was that I was riding my scooter on the road, and I don't know why, but suddenly I felt something like a tire bursting behind me. I went flying, and then I stabilized the scooter, and when I looked back, I saw another scooter head hit me from behind. The rider told us of his panic at the collision and how lucky he felt to have the support of the gas station staff. The gas station says there are often traffic accidents in the area. The company regularly provides first aid training and drills for employees to minimize any casualties from local accidents.